Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back, the Kickback Pod, back once again, episode 61. And this one, we're excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about, is it underrated, is it overrated, or is it properly rated? We got 10 sneakers here that we are going to be discussing. It might lead to some arguments, maybe, we'll see. (laughs) But um, we're excited to get into our big topic I uh, wanted to shout out all of the listeners. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening into all our latest podcasts and appreciate all the support. I'm here as usual with my guy, Fobbs. How you been, man? What up, what up, guys? Super happy to be back on the pod with my main man, JD Kicks. I've been good. I've been busy training, as I uh, told everyone last time on the last episode. I signed up for the Berlin Half Marathon and I have not regretted it yet. I've gone running three times since, which is more than my plan for October. I was going to go running once a week in October, twice a week in November, three times a week in December. Let's see how, uh, yeah, let's see how I keep that up um, as the temperatures drop. But what about you, man? What's been up with you? I've been cool, man. Last couple of weeks have been uh, have been interesting. I would say highlight has been uh last week i was at an event for gap and i met with uh sean Wotherspoon. that was pretty cool um it was uh yeah it was kind of unexpected um i i I showed up there was only like 50 spots i signed up and i got there and uh apparently only five people out of the 50 were selected to uh have kind of like a one-on-one session with sean to go through some of his designs and like uh get kind of like a master class on how he how his design philosophy is and i got selected which was cool so nice, that, was, that was pretty cool so yeah super chill guy man we talked about the most random stuff we, we spent like 20 minutes talking about how much both of us love tokyo <laughs> <laughs> which was which was cool um he was wearing his gazelles on feet and uh, I even uh, recorded an interview with him on my phone of uh, him just talking about uh, how the gazelles came about, the story behind it, the design uh, methodology, uh, why he chose those materials. I told him, man, those those were definitely top two, maybe top three in my sneaker of the year contenders. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to see that in person. Uh, he said he would send me a pair, but I, uh, you know, people just say stuff. So we'll see if he actually does send me a pair. But, uh, but it was, it was cool. It was really cool to meet him. It was cool. Uh, that was a great event. Met quite a few people who, um, recognized me also, uh, which was, which was really great. So shout out to everyone, uh, at the event. And, um, yeah, also actually, um, uh, before we get into uh what you were up to in the last couple of weeks i wanted to shout out also this week's listener of the week uh that is mad city fox it was a guy who i actually met at the event as well we were just talking and then he was like hey do you by the way uh are you do you have a sneaker podcast the kickback pod and (laughs) i I was like yeah (laughs) he he basically recognized my voice from the podcast which was which was pretty cool. Like he didn't even know me from YouTube or anything like that. 
so um that was pretty cool so shout out to you mad city fox i think that's the first time anyone's ever recognized me by my voice ever <laughs> which was which was pretty cool um so that 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 uh yeah that was cool shout out to you mad city fox but yeah man fobs how you been man i know you've been you've been doing some traveling so what you've been up to yeah i dabbled in a in a little bit of traveling recently i went to manchester and watched my first manchester united game for ages at old trafford um the theater of dreams as it's so lovingly known and man what a game that i saw on that day unbelievable scenes i watched united against brentford at home in the stratford end shout out at this point to danny's uncle anthony who got us the tickets and my days what like i mean i don't know how many of you listeners are into football or even follow the premier league or united but Basically, what went down was United has been having a terrible season. I was gifted this trip from my family as my 30th birthday, basically. So they were going to pay for the hotel, the flight, and the ticket. I'm <clears throat> I'm there, you know, really excited, even though United has been pretty crap this year. All the bells and whistles. Um, my buddy Danny took us to this United bar before uh, the game. We walked along the canal to the stadium. Got, we were late, so we jumped into a cab and booked it to the stadium, had a pie before the game, a nice beer as well, um, bought a scarf, which was dope, and just kind of, yeah, just like felt the the vibe and the, the excitement. And, you know, Brentford's not really a great team, but they're also not terrible. And I think before the game, United and Brentford were pretty even in the table. So it was definitely going to be a hard-fought match, but historically and traditionally united is expected to win such a game and you know if you compare the two sides and the value of the squads then united should be winning this game nine times out of ten anyway brentford score an early goal damn the 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 whole atmosphere is not great people around me yelling at the players to like pick it up and move their ass and like show some effort and play for the badge etc um, I was getting really pissed off at the referee because the Brentford goalkeeper started wasting time in the 30th minute. Ridiculous. He should have had three yellow cards in the first half, man. That's how much time he wasted. Uh, I actually counted it. And I think in the first half alone, he wasted like three and a half or four minutes uh, with really slow goal kicks. Anyway, fast forward to the 94th minute and Scott McTominay oof, hits home the 1-1. And then fast forward to the 97th minute and Scott McTominay again heads home to make it 2-1. And honestly, the first 93, 94 minutes of the game were crap. If the game had ended in the 94th minute, I would have gone home saying like it was a cool experience, but a shit game. But man, those last three minutes and those two Scott McTominay goals saved the day. And it was actually afterwards I saw on Twitter, it was the latest that United had ever turned a loss into a victory. They had never trailed in the Premier League in extra time and scored two goals to win it. So it was actually a historic game. I got to see it in the Stratford end. Unforgettable scenes. It was, I mean, I lost my voice afterwards. That's how much I was screaming when Scott Matome scored the 2-1. I mean, what a game, man. What a game. Wow, dude. It sounds like you had the ultimate United fan experience. Oh, uh, like for sure. I've been to a better game. 
For sure. And I mean, Manchester is a great city. There's some cool bars, there's some cool restaurants, there's a lot of young people because the universities there are quite good and also relatively big. So it's also just a fun town to go to for a long weekend or even just, you know, one or two nights if you want to head there with some friends, have some drinks. The Northern Quarter is pretty much where we were at the entire time. The shopping's pretty decent there as well. Um, have a couple pickups from there to discuss when we get to it so yeah just overall really 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 great uh weekend for sure so uh thank you to my fam for making that happen awesome man I, i've been watching that uh david beckham documentary on netflix i don't know if you've seen it already have you yeah it's also pretty good i finished it in like two days <laughs> it's it's actually a phenomenal documentary if those of you who haven't watched it definitely check it out Wow, man, I, I really sympathize for the guy afterwards because he was so unfairly treated by the media. Like for every little thing he did, it was it was crazy. Like that level of scrutiny, I don't think any players get that nowadays. Like it was it was insane how much the spotlight was on him back then. I mean, he was the first real superstar that like transcended the sport. And, you know, he wasn't the best player in the world, but he was he was up there, man. Like people forget how good David Beckham was as a footballer because of all the media attention that he got for everything that he did off the pitch. But I would say that he was definitely a world-class player for a very long time. Oh, he, he was, was world-class, no he doubt. He was elite for sure. Yeah, no, great, great documentary. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into what uh, we've been uh, wearing. So I can go first. Uh, so this actually is also a recent pickup of mine. Got the Kith clark's sambas yeah those shoes i ordered back in march finally arrived six months later it felt like i was getting free sneakers because uh i paid for it back in march didn't pay anything this month so it's almost like i wasn't expecting you know sneakers to just show up on my door that i paid for a long time ago it, it felt like getting free shoes not gonna lie and um it was definitely definitely worth the wait and I'm really glad I pre-ordered the shoe because I would have 100% regretted if I didn't. My only regret, in fact, was that I didn't actually also get the white pair. I ended up only with the dark green pair, which, to be honest, just looks black. Uh, yeah, this shoe really uh, has blown me away in terms of the quality of it. The suede is in insane, like incredibly soft suede. It's the same suede they actually use on the Clark's Wallabies itself. Uh, I believe it's called Sombak or Simbox suede. I, okay, I'm messing that up. So just watch my review. <laughs> I remember I said it the right way in my review. Uh, but yeah, that, that suede is really good. The Clark's outsole too is just so comfortable to walk in. So it's actually the most comfortable pair of Sambas I think I've ever worn. So I've been just living in those shoes recently. Also, it's such a wearable colorway. It goes with anything. So that's been by far my most uh excited pickup or the pickup i'm most excited about and uh the pair i've been just wearing the most it's kind of just by my door now because i know i can just throw that on with anything i'm actually going to a wedding this weekend i might even wear those to the wedding <laughs> um yeah that was my first pickup uh sorry my first shoe that i've been wearing the other shoe that i've been actually trying to wear a little bit now because summer has officially ended and we're moving into the cold months and i know i won't be wearing this shoe maybe until next spring or summer has been the gucci gazelles so the pink gucci gazelles i know it's not gonna see the light of day probably until april now 
So I just wanted to get those last couple of wares in um, before the bad weather really starts. And uh, we proceed to all with just wearing dark clothes, you know, our black puffer jackets. And uh, yeah, before that season starts, I wanted to just enjoy my very, very favored pair of shoes, the Gucci Gazelles. So yeah, that's about it. That's what I've been wearing. What about you? Nice, man. Lots of Adidas um, and also a pair that you've been waiting for for a very long time. So dope. I have been wearing my pickup from last week, actually, the High Snobiety Bapesta um, in that really nice cream colorway. And they're, they, they've pleasantly surprised me. When I saw them uh, originally, I thought, mm, you know, hmm, you know, I don't know, very, very basic colorway, but man, they look good with so much or pretty much anything, right? And uh, I wore them in Manchester. I wore them there with shorts, with long pants. I've been wearing them here to work or just kind of when I'm heading out to the Spiti or uh, running errands, whatever. And um, yeah, I have to say they're surprisingly comfortable. I would say that you should size up at least half a size, which is kind of not what you would normally do with Air Force Ones. And, you know, obviously these are Bapesas, but they're based off of the Air Force Ones. So you would think that they fit similarly. And for me, Air Force Ones, I always size half a size down. But with these, I felt the toe box was a little bit, yeah, narrow. And um, for wide feet, at least, I would size half size up. The funny thing about these is that I completely trashed them in Manchester. Like they, like I went to... I don't, you can't really call it a club, but it was like a, a bar with a dance floor and, and music and whatever. And it was like in a cellar, right? So it was like pretty dingy and like kind of nasty. And I woke up the next day and I saw the shoes. And I was like, oh, oh man, what did I do? They were completely like, they had like black streaks all over them, like really, really, really bad. And that was like the first weekend that I wore them. Um, but I have to say that they clean up very good. I used some Jason Mark. I, you know, had my brush and I brushed the dirt off and they look pretty much new at this point. So, um, plus points for that. So yeah, that's what I've been wearing, uh, pretty much almost every day for the past couple of weeks, actually. Those are clean, man. Definitely. And it's your type of colorway, you know, with the yeah. gray and the white, I'm uh, surprised to hear about the sizing, though, because I always thought Bapes does fit the same as Air Force Ones as well. I mean, um, maybe yeah. it's just my super wide feet. Um, so pro tip out there, if you have wide feet and you like Bapes, does, definitely get a half size up. Anyway, you were speaking about pickups. What have you picked up? Yeah, so I already talked about the Kit Sambas, which were by far my favorite pickup, the Kit Clarks. I guess we can call it a triple collab, Kit yeah, Clarks definitely. and Adidas. Uh, the other pickups were, uh, I got the Stone Island 991s, uh, from the Stone Island website on release date. And, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty happy with these as well. Uh, I was interested to find out that the colorway inspiration came from industrial spaces that have now been, um, remodeled or redesigned for other purposes. It kind of reminded me a lot of, you know, Berlin nightclubs because, Pretty much every Berlin nightclub used to be some kind of factory back in the day yeah. and is, is now turned into a club. So the, the colorway kind of spoke to me in that way. Um, I actually really enjoy the colorway because I can't think of too many New Balance collabs out there that have black as a base color. It's quite rare, actually, to have such a dark colored pair. And it's a nice pair. It kind of goes with pretty much my entire wardrobe because I, I tend to wear these black and olive tones quite a lot. So it's it's a good pair. 
about the model itself it's the 991 v2 which is an interesting interesting that we're getting a v2 of the 991 20 years after the original 991 um, and uh, yeah the, the comfort is better because it does have fuel cell in the in the midsole which is something never seen before on this model and so, so the, it is slightly softer. It's not as soft as the 990 V6, which has a full fuel cell midsole, uh, but it's still pretty good. Uh, I would say it's also quite narrow compared to other um, 990 models, for example. A lot of people go down half a size in 990s. With the 991 V2, I would definitely say go with your true size. It's quite narrow. Uh, but yeah, it's a great pair quite happy with it um those will actually be releasing at wider retailers like new balance today and by that i mean the day this podcast is releasing august or october the 18th you'll see a wider release and the last pair that i picked up was the asics gel 1130 in this uh suede pack so i picked up the brown colorway and i really love this pair because it almost looks identical to the Hall Studios Gel 1130s that came out a while back. Um, it's pretty much the same tones of brown. It's the same suede, very, very nice suede. And uh, the, those Hall Studio pairs are reselling for over 500, I think, right now. But instead, you can get an almost identical looking pair uh, for retail. They're available right now on ASICs uh, on, on a, at a lot of retailers for around 130 euros, I believe. Great pair, like for the quality, for the comfort. It's it's pretty hard to beat this level of quality and comfort for only 130 euros. So I definitely highly recommend that one as well. Nice, man. I've seen that on your story a few times uh, and also on, on the TikTok feed as I was scrolling earlier today. So Definitely some nice pickups from you. I don't have any real pickups this week. I have a pair that New Balance sent me, which is the Fresh Foam 1080 V13, a running shoe, a performance running shoe. I got it in the uh, gray and white colorway. And yeah, it's a very, very comfortable shoe. It's a shoe that actually looks pretty decent as a lifestyle shoe too it's got this really nice knitted upper and it flows really nicely as you would expect for a performance running shoe and i mean it comes in perfect time for my training for the half marathon so i've been testing it out i've been wearing it you know just to walk around but also to do some shorter you know three and a half to six k runs and i'm actually very very happy with the performance on these the fresh foam is super super springy super bouncy and yeah, feel very comfortable running in them. So that was the only sneaker that I got, obviously didn't buy, but received since the last episode. And then I spoke about a couple pickups from my trip to Manchester. That was the aforementioned scarf uh, that I got outside the stadium. It was a Rosmus Hoyland scarf, the only real Hoyland in the north. Uh, fuck the rest. Um, AKA <laughs> Aland. Um <laughs> no and then i also i checked out the end store in manchester which was incredible um end stores are always great i mean from the those stores interior, are so nice man yeah the interior design and then also the brands and the items that they have on offer super super nice i got a cole buxton sweater there which was i had heard of the brand before but never really you know never really taken a closer look at it and i was browsing just the you know the shelves and, and t checking things out and the sweaters caught my eye because they have this very like vintagey feel to them and a very nice vintage cut. So I got a gray sweater, 
very simple, but it really falls nicely. And anyone looking for, you know, basics, whether it's hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, pants, whatever, um, definitely go check out Cole Buxton because I think it's a brand that would, you know, surprise some people. It's not the cheapest, but it's also not like a crazy expensive brand. I paid, I think like 130, 140 euros for the sweater, which yes, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's definitely not the most expensive sweater I've seen. Nice man. Cole Buxton is, I'm actually literally right now as we're filming this wearing oh, a Cole Buxton hoodie. Very nice. Um, I, I'm actually a big fan of that brand as well. Pretty decent quality. And I really enjoy the fit actually on, especially the hoodies, the oversized hoodies. Big fan. Yeah, agree. So now let's move into our big topic of the day, which is overrated, underrated. We handpicked 10 sneakers here that we're both going to debate whether it's overrated underrated or let's call it properly rated and uh yeah i mean we got lots to discuss here so let's kind of just get into it right so first one on the list here that i wrote down is the kith clark's adidas sambas so are you going to give a take first or should i give one I'll, I'll jump right in, man. I'm going to say that this one is pretty easy to rate. And in my opinion, the Kith Sambas are perfectly rated because it's a great shoe. It's cool that there was a triple collab. It was one of my shoes of the year last year, um, even though, I mean, they technically technically dropped last year, right? And then the pre-order dropped this year. Um, and, or did they drop this year? I don't know. Anyway, one they of my... this year, yeah. Okay, so I think... It was one of my shoes of the half year, and I'm a big fan of the triple collab. I'm a big fan of the way that they've used the crepe sole on the Samba. I think it looks really nice, aesthetically pleasing, and you know anything that Kith and Ronnie Feig touches turns to gold. I do think, though, that it's a shoe that got a lot of hype, and it was a shoe that you saw a lot of on your feeds, both when it first released and now when the pre-order pairs are trickling in to people and and people receive them in hand so i wouldn't say that they're underrated just because they got a lot of love already but they're definitely not overrated because it's a great shoe okay i i actually would say they're a bit underrated uh simply because um i think it's one of those shoes that you have to feel in your hand to really appreciate uh, I've seen a lot of comments on pictures of the shoe, even on the video I made of the sneaker. People saying, yeah, they look super basic. They look like a plain pair of Sambas with a Clark sole. Um, because I think when you just look at it in pictures, yeah, it does kind of look like, you know, kind of basic. Um, it's a shoe that you really got to feel on feet to really appreciate and just feel in hand, you know, touch that suede and feel it. Uh, I think it's super unique. It's the first time we've ever seen an athletic sneaker with a Clark's outsole. So it's kind of iconic for that reason as well. It was kind of like Ronnie Feig's uh, brainchild. He came up with the whole idea. Um, I think I think it's kind of underrated for how good these shoes are. Uh, but I also kind of get your point about, you know, everyone's talking about how this might be sneaker of the year and all that. It, the shoe was actually on the uh, Jimmy Fallon show, I believe, a couple of or last week when uh, when uh, uh, Jola Puma was interviewed on uh, the Jimmy Fallon show and asked about sneakers of the year. He brought out a bunch of sneakers with him, and one of them was the black pair of the Kit Sambas, and he talked about it on national TV. So you can't really say they're underrated. Uh, I get your point. 
but I still feel it's kind of underrated because of a lot of people saying they look too, super generic, but I feel like you need to feel these shoes to appreciate it. So I mean, that's, uh, that's my opinion. That's a fair point. I'm saying this not having seen them in real life, not having held them, and you do have them, you've worn them. So uh, definitely fair to make that argument. I think uh, it'd be interesting to hear what you guys think about this shoe because it is a shoe that's been on a lot of people's top five lists so far. Um, another shoe that might be making a lot of top five lists is actually next on our list, and it's the Jound New Balance 2002R that has not released yet that will be coming out soon. JD, what's your take on this one? Listen, man, I got to give this a very big overrated uh, compared to previous Jound releases. This one is just not doing it for me in terms of the colorway it's not very appealing it looks very general release to me i know in the past one of the biggest complaints about jound has been their collabs seem to be very low effort you know like they don't change too much with the design they don't change the materials on shoes pretty much all they do is give a different colorway of an existing shoe and many times it's quite a minimalistic colorway so i understand people's criticism however my counterpoint to that has always been that the colorway choices have been so good that um, I kind of forgave them for putting in minimal effort on these pairs. The colorway choice on the 990 V3, even that um, Midnight Blue 990 V4, which I was a big fan of. I mean, it's countless New Balance collabs that by now, the 992s. I feel like the colorway choices have been so incredible and so much better than general release new balances that i gave them a pass but on this pair the colorway is just not it it's it's it looks super gr and it's nothing special and uh there's plenty of 2002 r's that look way better than this pair so i'm I'm gonna say even though i'm sure it's gonna sell out it's definitely a big overrated for me what about you yeah i agree i mean I don't want to add too much because I think you summed it up pretty well. But what I'll say is that I find the New Balance 2002R is a bit of a difficult sneaker to apply Jown's aesthetic to because, and this is just my opinion, the the mid-panel, right, where the N logo is on the sides, the suede paneling or the leather paneling like curves inwards from both sides exposing a lot of mesh which is a cool design feature right and which is something that makes a 2002r a little bit different to some of the other classics but i feel that there's almost too much exposed mesh here for jown's treatment you know jown is all about like you know um monotone monochrome um suede which covers most of the shoe with some you know mesh here and there etc and so i find this one a bit of a weird fit it's not really a drowned shoe for me um and that's why i agree with you here it's definitely overrated in my opinion yeah i think we both agree on that one i put a poll up also on my instagram asking you guys uh what you felt about it and it seemed like over 50% of people agreed that they were a bit overrated. Yeah, so we'll see. But pretty sure they're going to sell out. I'm pretty sure they're going to have quite a bit of resale value. <laughs> so we'll see. Moving on to the next pair, another New Balance. This one is coming out later this week. And a, a lot of people are quite hyped about these. These are the Carhartt New Balance 990 V6. Uh, what's your thoughts on these? Have you seen them? 
I have seen them. I have taken a closer look in preparation for this episode, and I have come to the conclusion that the Carhartt New Balance 990 V6 is overrated. I am not a fan. I think that I I think that it's a very very good Carhartt shoe. The brown, the gray mesh, the dark brown leather paneling with the lighter brown uh, suede panels, the split midsole that looks a little bit aged. It's a good shoe, and it's a good Carhartt shoe, but the hype that it's getting online, I don't know. I would say this is like a six, six and a half, maybe even a seven out of 10 shoe, but it's getting the hype of an 8.5 to nine out of 10. And so for me, I'm not saying it's a bad shoe. I'm just saying that from what I've seen on social media, on what people are talking about and saying about this shoe, it's definitely overrated in my opinion. What about you? What do you think? I have to say, man, I actually agree with you on this one. Nice. And that's been my feeling since the beginning on these. I don't know, like, is is the materials on this any different? Because from what I can see, it's simply a leather and suede sneaker like most of the 990v6s. And I have been a huge 990v6 fan on this podcast, on my channel. Uh, and I will tell you right now, I can think of at least four general release colorways that look better than this one. Like, this one is... Nah, it's 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 not doing it for me. I mean, I guess that okay, cool. It's fitting the Carhartt aesthetic, but just looking at the shoe by itself, I'm not that interested in this colorway. It's a bit boring to me, and um, it doesn't look that good. That's that. Those are my thoughts. But yeah, of course, people have seen the Carhartt badge on it, and you know, a lot of people are saying best New Balance to drop this year, best 990 V6. I would take any of the Action Bronson pairs over this one. I would take several general release colorways of the V6s over this one. Definitely the cream one, definitely over these. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm with you, man. These look I I think these are properly overrated. <laughs> nice, man. I'm very very glad to hear that because like I mean, we both said it's not a bad shoe, but it's not a great shoe either, and it's getting great shoe love. So uh, yeah. The kickback pod is aligned on this one. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Number four on our list is a shoe that's been out for a while that we've talked about on this podcast before several times and a shoe that a lot of you have probably talked about or at least seen on your feeds. We are talking about the Haritos Nike SB Dunk. JD, what's your what's your take on this one? So this shoe, I, I really like them. Um, I love that they did a collab with Haritos. Um, I love the um, the branding on it, the f- using the same font. I like the materials on the shoe. But because of the amount of hype the shoe is getting, everyone calling it the best SB Dunk to drop this year, for that reason, I do think they're a bit overrated. I'm not, in my opinion, I don't think the shoe belongs on like a top five sneaker of the year list. It's not. It's, it doesn't impress me like previous dunks have of previous years. I can even think of some dunks this year, which I find more impressive, such as the Born and Raised SBs, uh, even um, uh, the Uto the, the Uto SBs uh, to me are even better looking than the Haritos. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the Haritos is getting so much hype. But um, yeah, also like those recently released Albino and Preto dunks, which were based off of um, Brazilian Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. 
I thought the interesting storyline behind that, the inspiration behind that, I personally found that even more impressive than the Haritos SPs. Uh, although, like I said, I really do like those shoes, but for the amount of hype it's getting, for me, it's a bit overrated. And I don't know if it d- deserves to be in every single top five list. What do you think? That's a, I, 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 It's a super fair take. I would have to disagree slightly. I think a lot of what you said is true, but I would rate this as properly rated because I think that the Haritos SB Dunk is, it stands a little bit for the resurgence of Nike SB Dunks this year. You know, it's been a topic that has been discussed to death and that we've talked about multiple times over the past two years, the rise and fall of Nike SB and the rise and fall of the Dunk and the hype, right? And we know that the hype curve peaked in 2020, summer 2020, carried on into kind of the winter season, and then uh, Nike kind of destroyed it with all of the generally shoes in 21, 22. But we're seeing a lot of really nice SB Dunk uh, releases coming back that are kept limited, that are skate shop exclusives, and that are fetching a decent price on the resale market. So I think if you had to pick one shoe, that represents all of that for me it's the uh, haritos sp dunk and so that's why i would say that the hype and the love for it on social media is warranted in my opinion that's actually a very fair point i i didn't uh, think of that that's a it's a great point about how even though dunk hype has completely died you can say that sb dunk hype is still very alive and kicking this year so many dunks dropping this year that are fetching a lot of money on the resale market. In fact, I would say it's it's been a very, very strong year for Nike SB. And I would say the Haritos was kind of the dunk that kickstarted that rise once again. So, I yeah, I think you raise a great point. So um, I didn't take that into consideration. But, uh, yeah, maybe I would even change mine to properly rated then after, after hearing your argument. <laughs> but um, I'm going to stick with my overrated for now. That's fair. Um, maybe you guys out there listening can convince me otherwise. Uh, let's move on to the next sneaker on this list. Uh, we haven't talked about Adidas. Oh, actually, no, we did talk about the kit Adidas Sambas, but another pair of Adidas is um, this has been out now for a year. Uh, let's talk about the Gucci Gazelles. Now, is this pair overrated, underrated, or properly rated? What do you think? I think that this shoe has undergone several stages of ratedness, you know. Um, in the beginning, it might have been a little bit underrated. Then it was maybe a little bit overrated when everybody had a pair and was posting them. Then it was maybe a little bit rated when the crazy hype died down. I would say that it's reached a point now, several months, even a year after the initial release, that the Gucci Gazelles are actually underrated now, in my opinion. I feel like the... The synergy and and the the way that Adidas and and Gucci kind of combined for the collection, both on the footwear side and the apparel side, as well as on the uh, accessory side with the bags, it just fits so well. That whole '70s vibe, the Gazelle, the Gucci, the models that were wearing it, it just fits so perfectly. And I've spoken about this before that I feel like people have forgotten how great this collaboration was and how fitting it was and how great these brands kind of meshed and the end result being such a good product. So I would say now like several months on, it's definitely underrated and people have maybe moved on a little bit. And 
you know, it's a sign of the times. We don't have uh, an attention span that's as long as it used to be. We are, you know, like just inundated with releases after release after release. There's, I mean, we'll talk about all the releases that are coming out in the next few weeks and it's many and, and we're not even scratching the surface, right? So it's fair that people forgot about them and have forgotten or have stopped appreciating them. But yeah, I, I feel that they're underrated at this point now. What about you? Yeah, that's a good, good point about how it's gone through a bunch of hype cycles already in its short uh, lifespan. I would say right now it's properly rated. Uh, I don't think it's underrated exactly because uh, even though I absolutely love those and it's one of my favorite sneakers that I own, I will say uh, there's several uh, Gazelle indoor colorways now, just general release colorways that look very identical to the Gucci Gazelles in terms of aesthetic that uh, you can get for about a fifth of the price. So for that reason, um, I don't really think the Gucci Gazelles were underrated anymore. When they first came out, I was really shocked by the colorways. I was like, wow, these look these look so sick. This pink pair, this green pair, they look amazing. Once I started seeing the general release colorways come out, then I guess um, my initial love for the, Gazelle, the Gucci Gazelles kind of wore off a bit. So, um, So that's why right now, I think they're just they're just in the right place. They're not overrated. They're not underrated. The people who have them still love them, uh, like myself. And um, I, it's not like the Gucci Gazelles are fetching ridiculous amounts on the resale market or anything. It's pretty much just going for retail. So all of that kind of tells me, I think it's exactly where it's supposed to be. I think it's perfectly rated. Okay, fair enough. Then I'd be interested on your take on this next shoe, which is a shoe that also has not, I mean, has not come out yet. It's a shoe that a lot of people are looking forward to. And it's a shoe that is part of a series of collaborations that have been more rated sometimes and a little bit less rated other times. We're talking about the Amamanier Nike Air Jordan 5. And I know you just talked about the Gucci Gazelles, but as someone who has several of the Amamanier Air Jordans, I want to hear your take on these. I, I do have several Amamaniers, and uh, I think they're maybe the best collaborators out there with Jordan Brand, uh, at least over the last, I would say, two years. Uh, these... Maybe because I'm not so much of a fan of the fives, uh, that model specifically, um, they're not doing a whole lot for me. I, I do like like the shoes, like I like the white pair especially with its aged aesthetics. But I've just when looking at the shoes, the black pair and the white pair, I don't see much of a difference between them and just a regular pair of Jordan fives. Um, yes, of course, there's a different logo on the tongue. The uh, cages are more aged looking. The outsole is more aged looking, sure. But I just don't see these being different enough from uh, your regular Jordan 5s for me to be that impressed. Uh, with the previous uh, Ama Manier collabs, there was definitely quite an upgrade in terms of materials used. Like, for example, on the 4s, even on the 1s and the 3s, you had that lush material on the inside the quilted liner i'm not sure if these also come with that same quilted lining on the inside they I do really i think from pictures do they yeah i think so okay good now well at least it comes with that but just from like the colorway point of view it's not 
impressing me too much so it's a bit of a letdown for me compared to their previous collapse so also maybe it's my five bias kicking in but for me i think they're a bit overrated um yeah which that's my opinion which colorway do you like better i like the white one better for sure um just because you can see the age details i think a little bit better the tongue is aged um uh, quite nicely um yeah i like i like the white one better what about you yeah it's hard to tell i really kind of like that blue that like vintage blue on the white one so i'll probably say the white one too but i feel like the black one will age better um and kind of goes better with the rest of the collaborations so um yeah I'm, i'm interested to see when they drop and uh and whether I can even get a pair. Uh, I would but say... What do you think? Are they overrated, underrated? I would say that they're a little bit underrated right now uh, compared to the hype that some of the other Amman Manier Jordans have gotten. And I think... Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe it's because a lot of people are you know distracted by other releases that are coming out or you know already have confirmed release dates and that the Amman Manier 5 has been rumored and leaked and teased for so long that people are you know, that it's just like a little bit of noise at the moment. But I feel like when we come closer to release date, these will start to be properly rated. And I think the hype will pick up. But right now, if we're talking about right now in this moment, they're definitely underrated for me. Yeah, that that is a good point because you're right. I haven't heard too much noise about these. There's been a few leaked images, but yeah, not not, not too much noise about these pairs. Uh, I guess I was talking about it more so just comparing these to previous collabs. I felt like they were bit of a letdown for me but uh in terms of yeah but that's not even really our topic right now our topic is are they underhyped or overhyped yeah considering there's not much noise being made about these at all right now i guess yeah it sounds like it's supposed it's it's most it's more likely to be underhyped right now than overhyped all right so the next one here on the list you wrote this one down so i need to get your opinion on them first so this is a a pair a brand we don't talk about actually much on this uh, on the podcast but definitely deserves quite a bit more shine this is the uh, mizuno wave prophecy mock what's your opinion on these okay so for all of you out there i'm going to give you about five seconds to google this shoe we're talking about the mizuno wave prophecy mock okay i'm i'm, I'm just gonna wait five seconds <laughs> Okay, nice. so now you've seen the shoe. Now you know what I'm talking about. You have it in your, on your screen, in your head, whatever. You know me. I really, really, really want to say that these are underrated. I really like shoes like this. You know, the crazy outsole, a little bit oh, wait, funky. Are these dress shoes? So these are moccasins or like leather moccasins that have been fused or like combined with a wave prophecy runner so you can see that the inside is actually like a sneaker and the shell is a leather moccasin and the sole is a wave prophecy sole so it's probably really really comfortable but it looks super funky it is basically like a nike shocks on steroids with a bit of leather on it you know and i really want to say that these are underrated but i'm going to be realistic and i'm going to say that these are very out there and the reception has been relatively confused and muted on social media from where I've seen these posted. So in my opinion, these shoes are 
rated. They're not overrated because there's not a lot of people saying that they love them, but I don't feel like they're underrated too because they're not getting a crazy amount of hate. Um, but they're, yeah, they're just getting the right amount of attention that a shoe like this should be, uh, which in my personal opinion is too little. But I think if you look at the shoe in today's climate, uh, in relation to today's fashion trends, sneaker trends, and just the zeitgeist of the sneakerhead nowadays, um, these are definitely just very normally rated, in my opinion. I actually love the look of them, I have to say. I also did Google them <laughs> in those five seconds of time <laughs> you gave us. And I have to say, I absolutely love the look of these. They look like, it looks like a penny loafer with like a Vapor Max outsole. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like uh, I, I can totally, you know, put some kind of futuristic outfit together. I, I feel like if you wore these with a suit, like a black suit, it's gonna like you're you're gonna look like you know you're from the Matrix or something like that. Like it looks, it looks like a very very cool looking shoe. I have to say, I would love to get a pair of these actually if they're not too too expensive. You, maybe you I'll should maybe wear a pair for your sale. wedding. You should wear a pair to your wedding. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yo that yeah that might actually work <laughs> you know cool thanks for putting me on to these so i mean just because i hadn't really heard about it much before for me they're definitely underrated i would say uh but for all of you guys definitely check it out uh, yeah check it out and let us know concert. uh let us know in the comments as well whether you th like this is probably the one pair where i'd be most interested to hear your opinion so let us know if you think they're rated underrated or overrated okay definitely uh next pair we got here is this is from swiss brand on and this is a recent collab they've done with maybe one of the hottest luxury brands in the world right now that's i don't even know how you say this properly is it le or lueva lueva okay this is the latest collab with lueva uh, i didn't even know it was pronounced like that uh the lueva on cloud tilt and uh, I mean, I have to say, I really, really like the blue pair that this one comes in. I think it looks super hard. Was the OnCloud tint all? Sorry, the OnCloud tilt a model that already existed before the Lueva collab, or not was to it my specifically for the collab? Not to my knowledge. So I think that this was actually either they're launching this silhouette with the collab, and then we'll get some general release versions, or this is like a Lueva uh model i'm not sure but it hasn't existed before yeah i mean for me i would say these are definitely underrated because they look pretty fire they look um it's it's like the previous shoe we talked about very futuristic looking love the outsole on this it kind of reminds me a lot of those versace two chain sneakers from uh from a couple of years ago those what were those called the 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 chain reaction i believe yeah the chain reaction <laughs> the chain reaction yeah these kind of look like a sleeker version it's not as loud as a chain reaction but uh, it's kind of like a quiet luxury version of the of the chain reaction i'm feeling the colorways all of them look pretty clean yeah i think these are these are kind of slept on yeah i'm very torn because when you look at the product images just the product images i'm leaning towards overrated right especially at the 400 euro price tag but when you're looking at the 
campaign imagery at the model imagery and just like some of the nice like cgi imagery that uh, loeva and on have created for this campaign i'm all, i'm i'm right there with you man i think that these are underrated i think the colors are nice i love the the outsole or the sole unit which is different to the usual on shoes it's got the signature holes in it like the swiss cheese but it's different you know and then the loeva logo on the side gives it that kind of touch of like luxury class so ah, i mean if you if you force me to make a decision right now which uh, is the point of this episode then i would have to say underrated uh, even though i do not like the 400 euro price tag i think on shoes are ridiculously expensive um, especially for the uh, the the time that they actually last sometimes i've had a few running shoes from them but they are great shoes um for running they're very very comfortable they're also great everyday shoes so i imagine these won't be any different they have a nice knitted upper which looks super comfortable yeah man i mean i don't even know which colorway i'm i'm feeling the most like i i really like that the like blue one the blue one is hard to me the blue one is nice i i also like the yellow one too and then the purple one isn't bad you know like it's difficult. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're, I think they're kind of underrated. I haven't heard too much noise about this one, uh, but check it out if you guys are, especially for those of you who are fans of Lueva. Uh, I'm sure you'd probably want to check these out. Uh, there's two more on the list to t- to discuss. So next we have a sneaker which is supposed to be releasing tomorrow as well. This is the cactus, cactus plant flea market air flea 2 i'm not sure when there's going to be a worldwide release of these but uh yeah this one this one a lot of people i think love it some people find it absolutely atrocious uh what's what's your take on these would you say they're underrated overrated so when i i I don't remember who was wearing them i think one of the red hot chili peppers was wearing them at a concert that's when they were first kind of kind of leaked and I thought they looked amazing. They looked so cool that I was like, damn, I need a pair. But then I saw the product images and they just looked really tacky and really cheap. And I feel like this is a shoe that looks great on the gram in certain, like if you know how to photograph a sneaker or, you know, like from those aggregator accounts or those photographers that make every shoe look amazing, these will look great. But if you probably get them in hand, I would say that you're going to be disappointed. Um, that being said, the reaction to these shoes have been, has been very mixed, right? A lot of people have said, oh, these are dope, you know, cactus plant flea market doing something different. And other people are saying, man, these are terrible. Like, what is that? Like gibbets, right? Because it's it's got all these like things that you can like yeah. button onto the shoe, which just reminds me of Crocs, which, you know, like love it or hate it, whatever. But because the reaction has been so mixed, I would say that they're almost rated fine in my opinion they're not super hyped as some cactus plant flea market releases have been in the past but they're also not so universally hated that i would have to say underrated you know so uh, yeah definitely a rated for me what about you i so in this one i kind of agree with you that uh, it's properly rated i feel like if you look at pretty much all cactus plant collabs in the past Look at their resale prices now. They're incredible, like astronomical. Everything's kind of in the thousands. But I do think that's because pretty much all cactus plant flea markets have been super, super limited. 
And this one seems to be no exception. Like uh, the quantities are extremely low. So I think that gives us the impression that it's uh, maybe overrated just based on if you look at these right now on the resale market, they're going for between 800 to 1000 prior to release date, which is a lot. The retail price of this is supposed to be $220. And um, yeah, so they're going for quite a lot. So you could make the argument that they're overrated. But I think that this is not really a shoe that everyone is saying looks amazing. Like you said, you know, like a lot of people are kind of against it. Uh, this is one of those shoes that I feel if I were to buy it, I have no idea what I would wear this with. I have no idea what kind of pants go with this. Does it go with like a more tech wear type of fit? Like or more or like a more opium type of fit? I have no idea. Like oh, it's, definitely it's, opium, um, man. You think you think so? You think it's more of an opium type of shoe? Yeah, because I feel like opium has like not like its roots, but kind of influences from uh, from like rock, right, and like metal and heavy metal. And I feel like these go in that direction a little bit more than they go in like tech tech wear and tech gear and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I just wouldn't know how to wear these. So, um, I mean, they're not for me. And and I definitely do not like that swoosh. That that swoosh is the first thing I would remove from the shoe if I were to receive it. It's absolutely hideous. <laughs> so um, I do think they're properly rated. The people who want this are going to pay whatever it takes to get them. But I think most people are going to try to pass on these. So uh, I'm going to say this is properly rated as well. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Then so that... one last one to discuss. Uh, this one is courtesy of Supreme they are back with yet another Nike collab, this time on the Court Posit, which used to be a tennis shoe that, or still is a tennis shoe, that uh, was heavily worn by Andre Agassi back in the 2000s. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've seen this collab. It's kind of, it's okay. It's, uh, there's three colorways, white, black, and a, uh, I guess, what do you call this? Like a... Man, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a gradient, I think. Is this a gradient yeah. or iridescent? It's iridescent and it's like an eggplanty colorway, right? Yeah, yeah, like this iridescent gold eggplant color. It's uh it's I, I'm not a big fan of this model and um I also it seems like based on reactions I've seen online, most people aren't really feeling it that much, so you can kind of make the case that they're underrated because I haven't seen too many people say, yeah, these are an absolute must cop. So I would say you can make the case that they're underrated, but I actually don't think they're very good looking. So I'm actually going to say they're properly rated. The lack of hype on this is kind of well-deserved. So uh, I'm going to say they're properly rated, but what's your, what's your take on them? Oh man. I, I mean, I totally disagree. I think these are criminally underrated, man. I, I think, okay. This is not a shoe that I would wear, but it's it's just a sick shoe. Like Andre Agassi used to wear this. It's like the it leans so far into like the two thousands Y two K trend with the with the foam and the the tennis court shoe and the different colorways and then Supreme bringing back a shoe that like you know had been forgotten. I mean, I love it. Like, I love it not for myself, but for other people. And almost like when you look at the shape of the shoe, it's almost like something that Balenciaga could have created, you know, as like a a meme or an homage to a specific type of shoe. You know, when they created that football 
a shoe that was an homage to football boots, obviously. So this one, I kind of see Balenciaga doing something crazy uh, in this direction. But it's a normal Nike shoe. This is a shoe that was worn on the courts. Supreme has brought it back, has given it a nice makeover, some Supreme branding on the tongue, uh, next to the laces. Um, and you're right. I mean, there is a lot of hate online. I'm, I'm just reading some of the top comments on Hypebeast, and one of them that got me laughing or at least chuckling is, my mom had these for her aerobic class in the 90s, which... Uh, <laughs> I think is is pretty fair, but I like the fact that Supreme brings back these shoes that are relative unknowns. So, um, yeah, I, for me, this is definitely an underrated shoe. Is it a shoe that I would buy myself? No, but it's a shoe that I feel like deserves at least a little bit more, maybe not love, but appreciation than it's getting. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, you have some fair points. Uh, I'm still not feeling it that much, so it's still a bit properly rated for me but as always guys let us know uh how you guys felt about how uh we properly rated these shoes or if we rated them wrongly let us know uh, give us your opinion we'd love to hear it uh but now let's move on to the upcoming drops because in the next two weeks this is some of the most packed two weeks i think i have seen on the calendar in all these episodes we've been doing this year i don't think we've had two weeks upcoming up with these many super nice drops coming so let's get into it october the 18th which is the day this podcast is dropping we have the stone island new balance 991 v2 dropping uh, which we talked about earlier the worldwide drop is on this day then we also have the cactus plant flea market air flea 2 which should be only releasing on the cactus plant website on this day we don't know when there's going to be a worldwide drop but look out for that uh, also october the 18th we have the satin bread jordan one high which if i don't know if you've seen uh resale prices right now they're actually going for pretty much retail even under retail if you remember the last time these shoes dropped which was like 2017 those were reselling for like $4,000. And now we got the exact same shoe retroing and it's going for retail. Like, can you believe that? It's, I mean, it speaks to just the ridiculousness of the community sometimes because it's the, the satin bread. The first one that dropped was not an OG. Like the colorway is an OG, but it didn't, it didn't exist in satin in 1985. So why does that one why is that one worth more than the next one that comes? It's literally, like you said, the same shoe. It just, it's a bit ridiculous. So, you know, shout out to everyone who wanted the original but didn't get it and now might be able to get this one for retail. These are going to crease so badly, though. <laughs> just <laughs> this just is warning true. for everyone. Um, on October the 19th, we have Canadian fashion retailer Essence. They will be uh, collabing with Solomon on the X-T6. They have a exclusive colorway dropping. Also on October the 19th, we have the collab we've spoken about, the Supreme Nike Court Posits dropping in those three colorways online and in stores. The following day, October the 20th, we have the Carhartt New Balance 990 V6 dropping. Uh, it looks like these are going to sell out instantly based on what the resale prices are right now. I'm assuming... They're probably going to be botted, uh, so good luck to everyone trying to get your pair. Uh, they're probably going to be quite difficult to get, but uh, look out for those. October the 20th, the following day, 
the 21st. We have a second or third collab between Jason Dill on the Adidas Sambas. I believe it might be his second, actually. But these are kind of interesting because they feature patent leather on the Adidas three stripes and also on the tongue of the sneaker has some patent leather. So it's quite different than the first drop. Uh, but also another pretty wearable pair of Sambas, just simply black and white with just a few little touches in there. Uh, that should be dropping on the 21st. Then we have, okay, so this one is actually my favorite pair out of everything else dropping in the next two weeks. On the 24th, we have the Chris Paul Air Jordan 1 Low, also known as the Give Em The Flowers pair. I don't know if you've seen this. This is a pair that, dude, You, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you check it out, you're going to want this pair. It screams Fabian to me. Just have yeah. a look at the colorway. It's, yeah, dude, it's, it reminds me of the neutral gray, uh, except yeah. with more pizzazz. I guess you could yeah, say it's got some like embroidery on it, which is like some flower embroidery on the upper. The, the tongue is made out of like gray suede, super nice pair. Uh, nice to see Chris Paul, the, uh, legendary point guard actually get a collab, uh, on this, on this, uh, model. Uh, I don't know if there's been a Chris Paul collab on a Jordan model before. I think this might be the I first mean, one. He's had his own signature sneaker with Jordan Brand yeah. for a while. So, I think there's been like I don't think we've seen a collab. There's been like PEs, like player editions that he's worn. I think, but I I don't believe there's been an official collab. But I could be wrong. Yeah, so this this one I have my eyes on. I'll I'll try to get that one. Uh, And then the very next day on the 25th, we actually do have the Jordan One Low Neutral Gray OG dropping, which looks super super clean. It's got that OG uh, the OG shape on the on the swoosh. It's very different than the neutral gray, which dropped a couple of years ago, which I believe you have, Fabian. Mm-hmm, uh, this yeah. one this one features the OG shape and also the uh, OG swoosh. So maybe you might want to pick these up as well. Uh, so look for that on the 25th. Then the 26th, we have the Jound New Balance 2002R dropping, which we've already spoken about. Look for those to sell out as well. Then on the 28th, Bad Bunny coming back yet again with another colorway of his response CL. And a lot of people saying this might be the best colorway so far. Perfect for the fall time. This is the Ecru Tint colorway, which is kind of like a brown version of his sneaker. And then the last shoe on Halloween, October 31st, we have Daniel Arsham back yet again collabing on the Adidas Futurecraft 4D, which to me, I can't even think of a more Daniel Arsham type of shoe than the Futurecraft. I mean, that's kind of what his art is all about, kind of like um, decaying futuristic type of models, which are which are kind of cool. So I, I feel like the Futurecraft 4D is a perfect shoe for him. Wait, um, this is the yeah, restock, right? This is Yeah, I the, believe it's a restock of the original Daniel Arsham I, Futurecraft. I always, always, always wanted this shoe in 2018. I was so bummed that I didn't get a pair. So uh, I'm 150,000% going for this shoe. Yeah, dude. Uh, and this time, guaranteed, it's going to be way easier to get, hopefully. Yeah, I hope, because man. Fingers crossed. Ultra Boost hype is not what it once was. So you should be able to grab these on the 31st, man. Nice. Um, but yeah, as you can tell crazy two weeks coming up with the releases the car hearts we got the uh 
We got the Chris Pauls, we have the Johns, we have the Arshams, we have Stone Island, Cactus Plant, Flea Market, Neutral Grade, Jordan 1 Lowe's, Jound, New Balance. Crazy, crazy couple of weeks coming up, guys. So hope you have been not, uh, you know, spending too much on the wallet. I hope you've, you've been uh, saving up for, we, we warned you, Q4 is a time of the year when all of these sneakers are coming out hot and heavy. And yeah, it seems like it's starting off big time these couple of weeks. So Good luck to you guys trying to go for these shoes. And uh, thank you so much once again for listening to the Kickback Pod. Appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Fobs, anything to say to the fans? Man, just loving the support, loving you guys, uh, recognizing our voices in public uh, or asking us <laughs> if we're the, the Kickback guys. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's fun to talk to you about sneakers and it's fun that people have fun listening to us. So, man, thank you. Really appreciate the support. And yeah talk to you guys next time peace peace